three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is Socially This Is Gonna Happen. Today we're diving into, it's a mouthful, our top 10 most influential social athletes of this decade. Well, I guess not athletes. Athletes, coaches, front office, pretty much anybody that involves sports of this decade. If you were influential and and social at the same time, you are on our list. And then we'll pretty much debate it because I'm pretty sure I'm going to disagree with some of this shit you probably have, don't you? You probably got a lot. I do. I mean, I only start off my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Because I didn't even have honorable mentions. I do. All right, so we got put Serena in there. Honorable mention. Okay. Um, only woman that I have. Uh, Tiger Woods. Okay. Phil Mickelson. Michael Bennett. And then I put uh, Kern Popovich as honorable mention. You put Michael Bennett in anything? Yeah, Michael Bennett for sure, man. He tried to be socially... Active, it didn't work that's out too a, well for him. That's a surprise. He tried. I pretty much just see you as hating his. Oh, boss. I mean, I, he's on the Cowboys too, my favorite team. Yeah, so like I, and they've sucked ever since he's been on that team. And they suck for a lot more reasons know, besides that. <laughs> well, he's been known to run run the wrong way, so that could be a problem. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, so well, I guess that's your honorable. Why, why, don't don't you, have... why don't you start out with your ten? All right, and then we'll discuss it, and then I'll do my ten. All right. So my 10 are these. I got, in order. From 10, 10 to 1? Uh, 1 to 10. One so to I, 10. I'll do 10 to 1. How about mm-hmm. that? All right, 10 to 1 I have Malcolm Jenkins, Adam Silver, Serena Williams, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Steven Jackson, Russell Wilson, Ronaldo, Cap, LeBron. All right. Let's start out number 10 and discuss why. All right. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Um, I like what he does. I don't like how he goes about doing it, but I like what he does. Um, he's been the spokesperson for the NFLPA as a player for a while now. I think it's about like four years. So it not only like he helps his own charity, and I, that's what I don't like what he does, how he goes about helping his own charity, but – for the most part, speaking out for player safety, although I think it hurts the game, it's still he has the best interest of everybody at heart. Well, he actually does stuff. I like him too. I mean, yeah. He's kind of the exact opposite of what Kaepernick does. He's not anti-NFL. He's obviously still playing. Um, and he continues to work with the NFL. He continues to work with Jay-Z. And I think he makes much more of a difference than anything Kaepernick has done. We will get to that, but okay. All right. Uh, who's your? Actually, give your list, and we'll we'll just go down the line. No, let's we'll keep go. going. Well, okay. Well, my number ten is Dan Snyder. So he's the owner of the Redskins, and it's just particular one reason and one reason only. He never gives in to the woke media and all these crazy leftists that the Redskins nickname is racist. It's the only reason. Every time, every year, when it's about August, when there's really nothing to talk about because the media really doesn't talk about. Baseball, it's like a dead time for basketball and football. They bring up how the Redskins is the most offensive name ever. And I think he's influential by not sticking to his guns, not making a big deal out of something. He's also influential as being one of the worst owners in the league. For sure. But that's not what we're talking about here. That's very true. 
But I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily influential. It but is. He doesn't give in. A lot of people give in, man, especially nowadays, especially with all these corporations and money. He does not give in. He, he just sticks to his guns. He's only not given into a name change, though. What else has he done? Well, I, I just think it's a big deal because they talk about it every single year, and he doesn't, he, he doesn't give in to it, which is big because most people give in nowadays just with all the pressure and the talk media and the money that's involved. I mean, it's – I get the Red, it. The Redskins are one of the most iconic um, teams in the NFL. I mean, yeah, they've been – They've had some. They've had a down decade for the most part, but I mean, you're just changing history off of a few that, and it probably is a few, probably is a minority that might be offended because they can't think of anything else to do in August. That's a sh- mm. try not to curse. Just told not to curse. I got this. That's a whack ten. That's a whack ten. Okay. A terrible whack ten. Be better. That 10 is whack. All right. All right. Who do I have at number nine? Uh, Serena Williams is my number nine. Sure. She's your honorable mention. She's honorable mention. Yeah, for sure. Serena does a lot around the world, not even just in the United States. She, like, helps teach kids in Asia English. She travels the world donating money, doing all types of cool stuff. Throws hissy fists when she gets caught cheating. Serena's awesome. And I appreciate her, so she's my number nine. Well, yeah, I mean, she's influential because it was hard to even think of another woman with such a big name. And presence right. around I mean, the world. Her sister was the only other, other one I could really think of, Venus. Yeah. Because uh, I think she did in London. But, yeah, there was no – I don't I don't. Because, like, even if you go social – top ten at all. Yeah, even if you go social, Serena damn near won a fucking – God dang. After, after, to, after pregnancy. Yeah, well, being yeah, pregnant. For sure. Well, she was pregnant when she won, and then she almost won right after being pregnant. She's been relevant for a long time. Yeah. So I'm. she's my number nine. Who you got nine? I have Tom Brady. Now, the reason I have Tom Brady is the exact reason um, that I like, you know, I think Michael Jordan does great things. He kind of does things under the radar. Doesn't get involved in politics, which is very rare with these athletes these days. But he kind of does get involved in politics. He may he may do slights here and there, but like when he he doesn't uh, comment on it. Well, he doesn't comment on it, but no one questions him. That's the problem, and he should be questioned on things like, say, for instance, the whole White House thing. People bitch about he all the other athletes to- not going to. To the White House, and then he doesn't go. No one. Well, that's my point. He didn't go because he didn't want the attention brought to him for that. So I don't. I like that he just kind of is middle of the road. Um, It's very rare these days, and uh, every move he seems to make seems to be the right one. So, and it benefits him, and I think it's 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 a fresh breath there. I I think he's getting helped out a little bit on those. I, I think he should be criticized more. People just don't because he has six rings, which I don't blame them for doing that. But he should be criticized more because he gets he, he, gets what? he flies under the radar. Friends with Donald he flies Trump. Under, I mean, no, President no. Trump. I mean, I don't no, know. He flies under the radar for being political, but no one says anything about him. Well, no, he him. was. Everybody yeah. else gets those interviews. He doesn't really get those interviews. He was getting questioned about President Trump and supporting him. 
But no one questions LeBron or Camelo about supporting President Obama. That's that's the only thing that was realistically getting brought up with politics in him. I like that he doesn't comment. He doesn't really go into. He just said he was friends with them and that he left it at that. I think more people should be like that. It's not about your political aspirations. It's about you know what you're doing in the sport. And like I said, socially he's he's. He's a unicorn, and most people will dive into that stuff. He doesn't. So who's your number eight? Number eight, Adam Silver. Okay, he's on my list. Love me some Adam Silver. Um, He just tries to always do the right thing, and that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily benefit him all the time, but he tries. Uh, like, And at times he gets criticized for it, but he tries. He's helping continue to develop. Uh, for kids around the world, the NBA Cares program is even bigger than it's always have been. So, like, that helps. And then you have, of course, he is – whatever the NBA does, it is heard around the world. Hence, him walking the line in the China thing. Although, he didn't really walk the line, I guess. He kind of was just like, that's what he said. That's him. The, the NBA it just enjoys our partnership with China. He didn't really say, like – Oh yeah, it's bad or, or it's good. He kind of just was like, "That's well, I his opinion." Did a really good. Yeah, and he was just like, "It's his opinion." He's an entity from one of our entities. He's not like, that's not our voice. I guess he didn't really backtrack like a lot of other people in that situation did. So he again, whatever the NFL NBA does can shift like no other, and I like that. Well, he's way higher on my list, so I'll just hold it for then. Okay. My comments, he's way higher on there. Uh, my number eight is the the ESPN suits. Uh, not only the ones right now, but ones early in the 2010 to 2016. Um, they've had a huge impact uh, socially on sports, pushing a left-wing narrative. Um, that would be hard to for me to... You're going to say, well, show me facts. Well, I can show you facts by they lost hundreds of thousands of subscribers a month. Just based ESPN on... Insider also sucks. What's that? ESPN Insider sucks. I'm not paying for that. Well, it's it's not about just the Insider. I mean, look at their shows alone. I mean, how do you turn on first take and Max Kellerman is talking about how the fighting Irish, he knows Irish people that are offended by the fighting Irish mascot. I mean, this stuff that they bring up is completely um, socially liberal, and it didn't attract to middle America. Probably the same reason why um, Tonight Shows on NBC, ABC, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, they're all struggling because middle America is the majority of the people watching, and the majority of the people in middle America are not very far socially liberal left. And I think they lost a lot of people. All right, but how about this? In, in that situation, do you think ratings are going down not because of them, and then maybe going because it may be going down where you can consume it elsewhere? Well, no, they're because actually. I, I, they're, I know those like ESPN has like YouTube pages. They have like you like uh, Snapchat uh, things that they do, like Sports Center on Snapchat stuff like that. So I wonder if you compile those numbers, will they eventually add up to what they should be? Or are all these, or are you just going off ratings for just TV? Well, I'm not just going off of ratings. I'm just going off of why I stopped watching it. 
alone is because everything was, um, you know, whether you, you know, whether you voted for the guy or not, everything was, you know, you hate, you know, with the White House right now, everything is wrong. And then they promote things, Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr say, which is everything from immigration to um, race. And when, you know, guys like Kawhi Leonard leave Greg Popovich, they don't question Greg Popovich why Kawhi Leonard didn't want to play for him anymore. Or they don't question Steve Kerr on why he sticks up for communism over freedom of speech. Like, you can't have it both ways. I do think that them staying out of politics, you know, that's the last two years that Stephen A. Smith talks about it a lot, is that that is one of their mission, you know, company mission statements, company rules, is, hey, keep politics for Fox News, keep politics for CNN, keep politics for MSNBC. We're a sports network, and as you can see, their ratings are gradually going up, and their subscribers are going up. And I just think it was like a learning uh, a learning thing, and they're getting back to their basics, and it's working. Yeah, well, I also think no matter where you're left or right, I just think no one cares to hear politics in sports, for the most part, as at least as an echo horn, like a bullhorn after the fact, you know? Because like it's like we watch the game, yeah, we'll listen to the post game interview, and then that's what comes up, right? Right. And then it gets echoed. Secondly, when you're trying to watch highlights later in the day, that I think is the issue. I don't think it's a left or right thing. Yeah, they were probably pushing more of a left agenda than a right, but I don't think it's. I think it's just more of a politics in sports compared to a left or right wing. Well, they came off their their debate shows came off preaching, like they were preaching at people. Yeah. Like, if you turn on Fox News, you're expecting to get preached at a little bit towards the right wing. If yeah. you turn on CNN, you're expected to get preached at towards the left wing. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know what? When ESPN I turn on ESPN. Right. Yeah, but I'm just saying, in general, I think general, politics yeah. should not mix with sports in the first place. And that's why, like, I hate it, like, more than anything. So I don't mind politicians going to games. Like, Donald Trump went to, like, a few games, like, around the World Series time. He went to, like, three or four games. Didn't care. Like, enjoy yourself. I hate things that make it a political stunt at games, like the Mike Pence Indianapolis game. Okay. He goes, and then he sees, knowing they're going to kneel, he sees them kneel and then walks out. Sure. And it's a big deal. I hate stunts like that on either side. Right. Don't give me the political stuff while I'm trying to watch the game. Sure. That's the difference there. So I think we both agree, and I do agree, like, maybe the ESPN was definitely more left than they were middle or even right. But I just, in, in whole, just don't want politics in my sports at all. If I, can. Right. I don't want to be preached at while I'm, well, I'm trying to watch highlights. Sense. Yeah. I guess that's, and that's what ESPN, that's their bread and butter, like Sports yeah. Center highlights. That's all I'm trying to say. Yep, for sure. Here with you. All right, seven. Um, I had a Steph. Steph Curry. Okay. Um, global. Um, Global presence. Uh, I think what he does when it comes to including everybody in his brand, whether it's religion um, or it's starting to create women's shoes for basketball, I think he plays a big role in it. His shoes are women's shoes. Have you seen these? They're different. (laughs) They're plain Jane women's Well, our problem is no one's Jordan. Like The closest thing to Jordan is Kobe, and it's not even close there. 
and no one's really even close to Kobe but LeBron, and that's not even that close there. But my thing is, he still tries to be more inclusive to bringing women closer to basketball than they ever have been with Illy's shoe styles and different things like that, incorporating weights like that. And how much he donates and what he says matters because he changed the whole sport. Everyone shoots threes now, and it's not because anybody else. It was primarily because of Steph. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he, he looks like the everyday person. He um, seems like a good good dude, nice dude, nice yeah. family. His family comes off good. Um, it seems that he uh, makes, like, the everyday kid that's shooting basketball, you know, out in their front yard or backyard, they can shoot from anywhere and make it. Um I didn't put him in the list because he's not very controversial. I feel like he only not controversial, on, but influential. Yes, influential. Yeah, sure. That's, that's a and more athletically than socially, though. I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't see him as um, someone that's going to lead like Carmelo or LeBron. I don't see him going out there and you know protesting or holding up signs or anything like that. I just think that he is, um, he is who he is, man. He's just like, uh, he's, he just looks like an, an everyday man who, you know, caught a niche in basketball at the right time. And he goes about his business the right way. You never hear about him in any trouble. I think he's just a good role model. Yeah. But at the same time, his whole, like, I guess if you were looking for controversy, him wanting Nike to drop him, so he can pick up through Under Armour because of the, Nike didn't like Nike was finding him every time he wrote something on his shoes, which is something he writes on all his shoes. Yeah, I think it's like a Bible verse or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And Nike was finding him every time and him going out of his way and saying he wanted Nike you, to drop him. I bet if he wrote atheists on his shoe, they would wouldn't have dropped him. Eh, probably not. <laughs> but like, hey, here we are. Like again, he asked for them Nike to drop him. Nike dropped him. He signed a huge contract with Under Armour, so. I guess, in a way, that's good. Like, if, if controversy is what you're looking for, that's one. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of for him, though. Uh, number seven, a guy that's very controversial, I would say, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Um, obviously, I mean, as boring as he is, I mean, I will be the first to say. I boring kinda, in the ring. That's boring in the ring, not outside it. the oh, ring. No. Um, not outside the ring at all, but, I mean, he – why did I pay for pay-per-view fights? I wanted to see him get knocked on his ass. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why most people, most wanted, people did. They wanted to see they him did. get put down on his back. And it still hasn't and happened. That's I a guess problem. You can't hit what you can't see. Yeah. Um, off the court, I mean, this guy's had numerous, um, numerous incidents with women. Um, you know, scarce relationship with his dad and his uncle. Um, He's just a firecracker outside of the ring. And for whatever reason, man, the guy pulls in the money because of it. Um, I don't know if it's his style. It's just so different from outside the ring to inside the ring. Um, but would you, would you consider he moves like the needle. Socially, uh, financially, he, he moves it every time. And you just have to put him as possibly the best boxer of all time. Oh, you, I feel like you have to. He's getting caught like someone's catching up to him. At least in our lifetime. Well, Deontay Wilder's catching up. Sure. But at least in our lifetime right now. Wilder's got like There hasn't been a more polarizing boxer since Mike Tyson. Floyd Mayweather. No. 
it would be Floyd, and then it has to be followed up with Pacquiao, and then now Wilder. Yo, right. Wilder knocked the grease sweat off somebody. Last right. time he knocked somebody out. So he's fun to watch. But no, I, I think Mayweather, I don't I steady try to find what it is about him that makes him such an enigma besides money. And I can't I can never put my finger on it. And I, at this point I just swallowed it up to like he has it. Well, That's not only that, but he, he kind of took the Don Kings out of the business and just started promoting himself. Promoting himself and he made the money himself, which is a good thing, man, which is a good thing for those young boxers that, that don't have a lot of people just sucking off yeah. of them. But no, I, I think, again, it just came down to, I just thought, I don't know what it is, so he just has it. It's just that it factor for him, and I think I agree with that because I don't know what it is, but he, he does drive the needle wherever he goes. All right, six. six. I got Chris Paul. Okay, so, tell me why. Speaker. He never even speaker, never my mind. Speaker of the NBA PA. Helps out with all the rules. Um, also is a part of the Banana Boat Gang. And you know that gang loves to dive into social things no matter what. Or dive in other things. All right. <laughs> take that how you want. Yeah. I'm going to take that how I want. So they dive in uh, up tons of things. Um, but also, Chris Paul runs free basketball camps all around America during the summer. Sure. And I think no one else is topping that at this point. Well, he's also one of the most disliked teammates in all of the NBA. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, have you heard a good word about it? I mean, except that he's a hard worker and he wants to win real badly, but he wears people out. Uh, he wears teammates out. He, um, but if anybody has a problem, who do, you think they, who do you think they have to speak to first? Speaker of the NBA PA. Sure. I mean, but I, I don't know if he's had a bigger influence on LeBron on how people have gotten paid. Um, well, no, LeBron but again, LeBron's, uh, we already talked about my full number 10, LeBron's one. So, right. of course, that's why Chris Paul is. Six. I don't really have anything to add on Chris Paul. I don't know enough about him. I mean, he had to deal with the Donald Sterling thing, but so did everybody else on that team. Yeah. Um, well, Chris Paul Clippers. is also part of the most damned it trade of all time with the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. like he's been he's been he's had his fair share, and people gravitate towards Chris Paul. It seems no matter what. My number six is well, I got two people. Oh, jeez. I don't mean to lump them together or anything like that. It's just I had to fit people in tent. So I put Michael Sam and Jason Collins. Um, uh, most of, both the first coming out um, for the for NBA each sport. for each sport. Uh, Michael Sam did get drafted. I think he left because of anxiety problems or. It was something similar. Something right? similar. Jason Collins. Jason Collins, I really didn't want to put in there because he kind of did it when he was going to retire. He yeah. came out. And, I I mean, I don't know, you know what it would be like to come out in, a, in an NBA locker room. But if you know you're not going to be in one, so, you, know you're right, it, you know what I mean? Is it like, really that pressure? Why don't you yeah. do it like – don't tell me you just found out when you were 35 yeah. years old and, you know, you're divorced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he kind of, and I remember Barack Obama, Michelle Obama came out and supported him and uh, NBC and ABC were like, 
treating him like, you know, he was, you know, the second coming of um, Muhammad Ali, but he had a lot of support at the time. I don't think he was as, uh, I don't want to use the word heroic, but I don't think he was, had as much pressure on him as Michael Sam did because I think the sport is more, you know, it's more manly as far as football goes and there's more people in the locker room. Um, so, well, also I think for Michael Samet, he announced he was gay well before draft. Sure. So, and people were, but she totally could have kept silent. Exactly. Got drafted could, higher yeah, he would have definitely gotten drafted higher. Right. So, so that's like, why things more. That's just count already I got his money. And yeah, exactly. That's why I agree that Michael Sam took on a lot more of the brand. And nobody really, really came out. And, I mean, people came out to defend him, but he wasn't having the president come out and defend him. He no. wasn't having... Well, the, and I guess it was because Collins was a first time of any sport type of thing compared to... He was just the first in the NBA. Yeah, well, no, he was the first in oh, the NBA. Oh, was he before Michael Sam? Yeah. Okay. So I think that's probably why he seemed to have gotten more of a... Like, more people to back him than Michael Sam did at the time. Solely because he was the first person in any sport to just come out and do it. Compared to Michael Sam was the first person for the NFL. But yeah, I still football's way different. Way more guys in a locker room. Oh, 100 percent You know what I mean? It's just a, a more gruesome sport. It, it's or, it's more primal. Right. It, also. And when people find out like it's more masculine. Whatever and, you want to say, it's just yeah, it's more what man, people, it's more, whatever more people, some people's perception of being gay is, some people's perception can question. Are you masculine enough to still be playing football? Are you primal enough to go into the sure. into what football players call the trenches with me, especially as a linebacker? So I think Michael Sam was just up against more solely because of all those things. And again, the more perceptions you have in the locker room about what gay people are, the more it differs and the more you have to deal with. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, <laughs> I know I never brought up about ESPN and I'm right. You want to go far left. Remember when they gave Caitlyn Jenner the Arthur Ashe Award? I mean, Arthur Ashe. I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, come on, man. I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, that's another – that's a prime example. I don't even want to talk about that. Real heroic change in sexes when this guy was going through – what he was going through with being the only black tennis player in the 70s and 80s. I mean – No, we're not even going to touch that topic. That's just another example. Yep, I, I, I get it. I get it, but I don't want to touch that top with a ten foot pole right now because I'm, I'm not a happy camper about that one. All right, so who we got? In, uh, five. My number five, Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson is the <laughs> most low key bench guy towards the end of his career. You're talking that, about the football player, or the former basketball player. Former basketball player. Sorry, if that if I have to clarify, clarify that. Former basketball player. Steven Jackson is everywhere, whether it comes to him being in the big three, him going to tons of AAU camps trying to pretty much fight against the AAU, and him just being out and, like, doing everybody else's podcast. I love Steven Jackson. Dude, Steven Jackson is Great out listen. there. For, for a retired NBA player, like, he does so much, and people listen. Oh, I mean, No I matter like where he goes, people listen to Steven Jackson. And so I personally have him at five solely because there's nowhere he is that I don't know, I guess, if that makes sense. I like I like to agree with most of the things he says. Uh, he's not politically correct. He's a fresh of breath air. Um, he's NBA, a tell it like NBA, it is type of guy. NBA champion. He's uh, old school, grinded, 
could have played in the nineties. I mean, he is, um, he's, uh, he, I don't think he cares if he has to see these players, you know, at the stadium or in camps, he don't care. He just tells it like he is. Oh yeah. And, and that's all that's he's rare gonna do. for guys to say. And that's I still all, think they, res- I still think they respect. Him. Oh yeah. And again, he's respected throughout the big three as well. So he, he's doing a pivotal job in my opinion. Uh, my number five is Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys owner. Yeah. Um, well, lots he, of reasons. He's followed wherever he goes. Yeah, he's followed wherever he goes. He's challenged the commissioner. He's challenged when it wasn't popular to tell, um, you know, to tell players not to take a knee or else they'd be benched. He did that. Um, he got crucified in the media for it. Still stuck his guns. Um, takes on. You know, he defends Ezekiel Elliott when he should have been defended when that girl was um, you know, oh, yeah, Zeke should have been defended. Yeah. falsely accused and still got um, suspended. And he just seems to stick his guns no matter what. You can bash him for a GM all you want, but he seems to uh, get the uh, good players on the field, just doesn't seem to pick the right coach. That um, and I, that's I, a whole different story. But I think he, he moves the needle because, well, one, he can do all those things because uh, he shows his face. He does interviews. He doesn't sit behind the curtain. No, and, and he, no matter what the subject is, and, and no matter what it is, him. he has money to back him for sure. He he's the owner. Care. He has money to back him. That's no what I loved what. about it. He's the owner. Like, he, hey, if if Kaepernick would have played for him, guess what? I pay you. I tell you to stand. You stand. You don't stand. You're off the team. And that's just that's just the way it is in life, man. Like for the most part, like. Even when I listen to like Stephen A. Smith, it's like, hey, maybe I do want to touch things politically, but ESPN is paying me not to touch things politically, so I'm not going to touch them. And people that come out and speak their mind like Jerry Jones, it's more respectful because you know where they stand. They're not wishy-washy. I get that. Well, let's just jump into the bottom four. All right. Well, I guess top four. Yeah. Going back. My four is Russell Wilson. I, I don't know what it is about him. Besides, like so, he's up there solely for all the charitable work he does. He spends time at these camps. He spends money at these camps. But it seems like, even though he's an under the radar type of guy, he is always being followed for something. Whether it's now dating his now wife Sierra, or it's winning the Super Bowl, and or it's losing the Super Bowl, he is always. In the thick of things. Well, it seemed like when, uh, you know, what was it the uh, the defense for Seattle, Richard Sherman, and then they seemed to, to take offense to him getting that big contract, or think he didn't yeah. deserve it. He's totally proved them wrong with the with play now. Um, Sierra is another thing. I, I feel like he say. only proved one of them wrong. Two, well, of them, two of them wrong. Two, because only two aren't around anymore. Earl Thomas is still going to go down as one of the better safeties of all time. Yeah, but I think they were and questioning Richard his playing healthy and yeah, but I too. think they were questioning his ability to lead a team. Okay, like, yeah. I think they thought it was them, which a lot of it was the defense. But I think their offense just played to their defense. Yeah. So I don't. I think that there was a lot of animosity towards him for getting that contract. He's a third round pick, undersized. And he just the guy just moves great in the pocket. He's fun to watch. He eludes people well. He's got a cannon of an arm. And he had the controversy when he got drafted anyway because uh, Seahawks had just got Flynn. Right. Paid Flynn like $100 million. Right. And yeah. out of nowhere, here comes and Russell he was, Wilson, takes the job 
out of preseason. And he's very active in baseball, a good baseball player. Got yeah. by Shows Texas up the screen training every yeah. year. Um, Even now with the Yankees? He was controversial. Well, not controversial. He he was the guy that uh, at NC State started three years. They told him that Mike Glennon was going to start him, transferred to Wisconsin. Should have been a Heisman Trophy candidate at least. Yeah. Led them to the Rose Bowl. And it just seems like wherever he goes, he wins. And it seems like wherever he goes, he's questioned. His abilities question. Um, and, you know, he's kind of started the whole black quarterback trend in a way. I mean, he was in the beginning of two, well, 2012. Oh, this wave now, yeah. Wave. I, would, I would say this wave now, yeah. He, because like. The way especially undersized black quarterbacks are considered somewhat running quarterbacks, he took that out because well, he took so everybody had the Vic thing in their head, and then here comes guys like uh Vince Young. And Vince Young, what he did left a bad taste in everyone's sure. mouth, and it wasn't even because of his play, it was more because of the whole thing with um Fisher, but like minus that aside. Russ came in as a black quarterback and started winning. It wasn't just, hey, winning accolades and breaking records. It was about, hey, we're winning games here. And I think that's what changed the whole thing. And now you have tons of guys who are black quarterbacks coming in winning games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every black quarterback. away from more of them. All five of them right now, I'm pretty sure, have winning records. Right. Russ, Watson. Lamar. Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. Who else am I missing? There's, I feel like there's one more I'm missing. Well, you might be thinking of Cam, but he don't even play. No. I get, we'll just leave it at those four, and then you have Jameis, who's a weird enigma, who's going to uh, literally lead the league in touchdown passes, all purpose, all yards, passing yards, and he's also going to lead in interceptions. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But, yeah, I do agree. He, he started a healthier trend of black quarterbacks, especially ones who are mobile. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think of him, but yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a Russell Wilson fan. All right, who's Number your four? four is LeBron James. I mean, for obvious reasons, he's you know. Damn, who's your number one? I guess. <laughs> um, he's um, you know, from wearing t-shirts, I can't breathe t-shirts to wearing to, um, going on. He goes on interviews with CNN. You know, he speaks to Don Lemon. He shows up to the White House. He tells you how he feels about President Trump. He um, is builds schools for the less um, fortunate up where he grew up in Akron, Ohio. Um, he all of a sudden shuts his mouth on China, even and even though he's for freedom of speech, supposedly. He just has a comment on everything the older he gets, it seems like. And he's not only involved in basketball, but he's getting his, you know, his feet wet in Hollywood. So he's just all over the map and it's just it's hard not to um socially, politically, athletically, he's just he seems to be involved in it all. I won't touch too deep on LeBron, because I have a whole whirlwind of LeBron, which we know is my number one. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll wait until we get to my number one, and then I'll touch on LeBron again. Okay. I do agree, though. I have nothing wrong to say. Yeah, that. I mean, like I said, my list is not whether I agree with what they do socially. And, not, and mine isn't either. Im- impact on 
what these what they do. Yeah, and mine isn't either necessarily because like even then, like you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Malcolm Jenkins, right? But he's still on my list because he makes a he makes an impact. Sure. All right, uh, we'll move to my number three, who's Ronaldo. Okay. Whatever he touches seems to be gold. I, I don't think he's had anything bad that he's been around that hasn't been turned into gold for him. Well, he gets accused for rape every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. And then what happens? Nothing. So I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but like everything he touches seems to just spark. Well he's yeah, I mean he's He went to like he went to Juventus, which is was not he, like he left one of the best soccer teams in the world to go to Juventus. Oh, and and he's, he, they and they're now on TV popularly on right. TV. Oh yeah, in Italy. Yep. Yeah, he moves everything well, I mean, he does. Yeah, you can't argue. I mean, he he dominated in uh, from Real Madrid, and then he, before he even came over from uh, Manchester U. I mean, he's kind of going from league to league and dominated. I mean, what's the other one left? I'm not a huge uh, European football guy, but what's the other one? The German league would probably be the yeah. That would be next. That would be next. And that would. That would be easy I for mean, him. I mean, he's surplanting himself as the greatest football player of all time. Yeah. He just he just keeps doing it. He keeps doing it well. And then, again, everything he touches on marketing-wise moves. Yeah. Everything he touches on politically-wise seems to move. Sure. Like, everything he does. So he is definitely high up there for me because he's one of those people that everywhere you, he goes, people seem to watch or care whether they agree or disagree. He seems like he's bigger than everybody else out there too. Yeah, that that as well. <laughs> Which kind of helps, but uh, yeah, he's um, he is. I can't really speak too much on him as far as what does he do in America. Maybe he will shoot over here like David Beckham did. Everybody yeah. eventually does. So as they get older and they're yeah, because they try to big right. up the league and try to help it out. So maybe he will come over once he gets a little tired, doesn't want to play super competitively anymore. Maybe he will. My number three is Colin Kaepernick, and I hate that I put Colin Kaepernick up here, but, I mean, the fact that this guy still exists drives me nuts, but he does. He moved the needle hugely by taking a knee because uh, his girlfriend told him to, and he just <laughs> seems to do whatever she says and oh, considers to make himself relevant by doing it, even though he's never done an interview, sat down and done an interview and talked about it, but... He seems to get brought up. He seems to have people in the media still feel sorry for him, uh, no matter what his ridiculous antics are. So that's all I got to say on him. I don't want to give him much more. Well, time. it's fine because he's my two, so we can keep going. All right. Kep does like Kep. So my top three is all about it seems now, well, no matter what they do, people are there watching. Whether it's good, bad, win, loss, no matter what, people are watching. People are paying attention and people want to know what's going on. Same, so, same for Ronaldo. It's the same for Cap. Cap is going to be seen in a lot of bad light, and Cap's going to be seen in a lot of good light. But everything he does is seen in some light. Everything. And that, that's besides just even a kneel. The, the whole, I'm going to throw millions of dollars towards charities, although I already lost my job. We should have just stuck with kissing his muscle. But my thing that's is... That's what he should have done. That he, was... But, but my thing that is... That worked. Yeah. That worked. But even me. then... Even while playing, made, like took a job from a former number one overall pick, sure. took them to the Super Bowl with one of the Harbaugh's, like, and then even got to the NFC Championship the next year. Like, he was moving the needle no matter what, and now he just continues to, even though he's not playing. 
So again, whether it's good or bad, whether you like it or not, a lot of people are still going to pay attention, and that's why he's my number two. Okay. Is because he does a lot of good things, but also people see a lot of things he does as bad or annoying or whatever they want to see it as. But he is always around anytime he decides to step out of the house and do something. And I think that's the difference. People want to know what's his next move at any given time. My number two is uh, Adam Silver, which you which was number eight, uh, seven, seven, yeah. So, I mean, he's um, he's had to take on a lot since he's taken over David Stern. I mean, most importantly, the Donald Sterling um, incident was probably right around his big. It was around, around yeah, like his 2014, second year, 2015, yeah. I think. And I think what most people would say, he handled it well, or at least put the pressure on him to sell the team. Yeah, I think overall, seems like the players and they did it very them. quietly. Yeah, and I think that was the best thing. It's because out of nowhere it was like Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling, and then out of nowhere it just dropped. Right, and nothing was heard, and then next thing you know, you hear him selling the team. I mean, there there's other things that I mean. As far as um, you know, obviously the China incident, which I applaud him for. I thought um, he did a great job. I thought he did a good job too. I mean, he um, seems to be leaning one way. Um, I think the whole bathroom law—he was going to pull the All Star game from Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets if they didn't uh, back the you know, if the state didn't back the bathroom law, which I thought was a little ridiculous. But he gets involved and he gets his hands in that things. I think he marched in a gay parade. Um, he seems just to be socially um, not necessarily in one direction, which I kind of like, but he seems to put his hand into the pods no matter what comes up, whether it's Charlottesville, whether it's... Yeah, he doesn't uh, run from it. He doesn't run from things. So I guess I can appreciate this. I've never been a big Adam Silver fan up until probably the last four or five months. Um, I don't want to put the softness on the game of him. I, as far as like the fouls and the flagrant fouls, I don't like that. I don't yeah. know how much of an impact he has. He is the commissioner, so I'm sure he could have some impact. But I feel on like it. the NBA PA also has a lot of right. I think that's yeah. maybe that's I think they have a lot of ground him. on it. I think my problem with them is that he caters to the players too much. Well, it's it's hard to push back on. I think now later, look, he has a very small window. Of when he if he if he thinks about pushing back he has that that window as soon as LeBron's gone as soon as Chris Paul's gone as soon as uh, Melo's not gonna give a shit Melo plays the any game, given time the game's of year. getting worse to watch yeah but I'm saying like he has that very small niche because there was a few draft classes that just didn't come up really well and so he has that small window of time before guys like Zion get bigger. Anthony Davis starts hitting more of a stride and stays healthy for once. He has a very small window of those guys retiring, and they won't speak out against him. Because right now you got to think, Chris Paul's been in the league 14 years. Right. He's been the NBA PA spokesperson for seven. It's hard to get him off a of, like, move his ground, move Chris Paul's ground, especially when he has the backings of LeBron James and everybody else too. So, again, he has a very small window of when he can apply pressure if he has a thought about changing the game. But for now, well, I won't blame the softness. I mean, he's, he's willing to try anything. I mean, I heard about the midseason tournaments and yeah. things like that. So, I mean, he is – I just wish he would go back to more of 
I'm not saying go back to the '90s where they're dropping elbows on people. Well, and then also '90s also had you can have your back to the basket as long as you right. want. You had like you had guys pretty much only there to be bruisers. Like you had those type of guys. So I like where the game has gone, but I don't like things I they've think- gotten away from because it's faster, and I like that part of it. But I don't like how. Guys are shooting 30 free throws. There's no rivalries in basketball, though, and I put a lot of it um, not on him because, I mean, I, I, well, kind of a lot on him. I think the rivalries were built with the Pistons and Bulls, Bulls, Knicks, Celtics, Pistons, Celtics, Lakers, because it was a physical battle, even though there was a lot of skill on there. You don't see that physicality anymore. You see no, a lot I think of the more, last time you saw see it, a lot of more Trey Youngs. Yeah, I think the last time well and again that's how Steph Curry has managed to change the game. Sure. I mean Steph Curry still got a little built to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I in my personal opinion, I, I and I and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and maybe he will do this, but I think he'll do what a lot of like what what happened to ESPN. Like, hey, this isn't working anymore. We're gonna have to go back to our roots. And I hope he does go back to our roots because the game doesn't have to be all skill and athleticism. There's a lot of, you know, famous role players. There's not yeah. not everybody is a top ten pick that's going to be a star. No, there is there, there's guys out there that have a lot of value and they're taken away from those guys. So I hope he goes eventually back to that. I'm not saying it has to be like the '90s, but bring a little bit back of the '90s and '80s into the game and make it watchable. Make it the their ratings are down make it the early two thousands. If you want to know the truth, if you make it early two thousands to about, I think it dropped out around two thousand nine. Yeah, around that time. Well, there was a Jordan effect, but there. but no, but like, dude, you can't tell me Kobe wasn't exciting facing the the big three. Um, you can't tell me Nash and going against the uh, Spurs consistently. Well, like I mean, that. You, right. that, that those were fun. And they still had elements of the 90s. Well, I, I, I guess the problem with me, I, you can step in. Like what happened to Draymond Green and LeBron when, Le, was it 2016, 2017 when Cleveland won and yeah. they suspended Draymond Green? Like step into that. Like no reason he should have been suspended. Yeah, especially I mean, like find a way to do like it after that, the season. I, I, yeah. I, those rivalry seasons aren't necessarily being built because – it's like, man, Draymond didn't get suspended. You know what I mean? And it, there's a lot of argument to Because then that. you get that what if. Right. And there's just a lot. I mean, you can YouTube a ton of flagrant one, flagrant two fouls and just laugh at it nowadays. And that needs to get that needs to get fixed, man. It's getting way too soft and the flopping's out of control. And I know he tries to find them, but he needs to find them more. Suspend them without pay. It's just, it's catering way too much to the player. And anyways, either way, he's had an influence, both yeah. good and bad, onto the league. So, yeah, no, I, I 100% am okay with Adam Silver being there because he just moves everything. All right, uh, number one, LeBron James. LeBron James. There's nothing he doesn't do that we don't know. Right. I Like, what is it that – do you ever think you ever heard of anything he's done that we don't know? No, unfortunately I heard about from, Taco Tuesday. From Taco Tuesday to the decision to going back to Cleveland to the I Promise He's school. the most popular dork out there. I mean, he's just he's a dork. I mean, Michael Jordan was just the coolest dude. You wanted to be like Mike. You don't want to be like LeBron. LeBron is – he's kind of a dork. 
he comes off as a dork to me. He tries too hard to be cool and funny. Seems like when he's even on the bench messing around with his teammates, he tries too hard. He's like that guy that walks in and it's your boss and you don't really like him, but you're going to kiss his ass anyways. Like, that's what he comes <laughs> off as to me. Really? I, like, I think he comes off as a little corny from time to time, but like not that much. Uh, I guess I just, we're, seeing, we're just seeing two different things. But you also got to see a lot of Jordan, right. uh, like, off the court. I did not. So, like, LeBron's not – like, he's he comes off a little corny, but not that bad. I mean, the headband's and dorkish. And he's also definitely coming off now more – His hairline's a, dorkish. More of a dad than anything. He He's definitely coming more of a dad than anything. Sure, but I don't. that's just me. I'm not saying that everybody feels that way, but I, he, he comes off – he's – He's the most popular social dork in the world. That's just what he comes off as to me. Yeah, but again, everything he does, we know about. Sure. Again, talking to Space Jam 2, signing to the Lakers, now building a brand and dabbling into Hollywood. He'll eventually dabble in the business. The I Promise School, the I Promise School eventually turning um, graduates going to University of uh, Ohio. Like, he's doing tons and we always hear about it. He no never gets in what. trouble. I mean, he, no. never, he was. I mean, obviously, he he. Um, you know, you hear a lot about a lot of athletes getting in some. Uh, oh, he's the model citizen. Yeah, when it comes for that. sure. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm he, trying to say. Can't, from can't top to that. bottom, from like he literally married high school sweetheart, had kids after right. he got married, never necessarily had money issues. Like he did everything right off the court. I don't think he'll ever have money issues. No, not not after that that last Nike contract where it was just like, yeah, you're a forever athlete here. All right, who's your number one? Number one, Tim Tebow. Can't believe you didn't have him on the list. I guess I didn't even think, but yeah, he could be. I mean, he, he could be is, my honorable mention. He's even though you can't talk about his college days because that was in 2007 to yeah, 2009. Yeah. Could argue him as the best college player of all time. Yes, to make an argument for it. I think we would um, agree on that. Gets drafted uh, by Denver. No idea what the heck they were thinking, picking him in the first round. But somehow, some way, everybody knows he was can't throw the football. Somehow he ekes out uh, he manages to versus do it. Pittsburgh. So a lot of people, quarterbacks can say and, they won. And people could say that it was all defense. Uh, they scored a touchdown yeah, off a touchdown pass yeah. from him right. to win it. But he's the most polarizing person that I've ever seen like I've never seen a following like him at such a young age like he was I mean remember the Neil yeah I mean that was that was like the first like hashtag thing and everybody was doing everybody was everybody was Tebowing I mean granted you know his Christianity is a huge part of his life and obviously the biggest religion you know in America is non-dominational he's going to have a huge following there and he's very outspoken about it but I also think, I want to talk about model citizen. You can never go back and say Tim Tebow contradicted himself on something. Nothing. Like LeBron does. No, nothing. You can't. He's very even keel. There's, I've never seen like any hatred come out of him. I haven't either. Um, he, Besides. Now a baseball player. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's a baseball player. He's uh, He speaks out on issues like players getting paid. He disagrees about it. Um, he doesn't say what's popular and he doesn't get like too far in right or left. He is dead middle of what he believes in. I, I agree. He just follows the Bible, follows God. And 
he, I, I just have never seen a following like I saw with him. Like a, like a true, like nobody questions like what he believes in. No, I agree. They may disagree with it. And the people that disagree with it, like I just remember people would get angry about it, but it is what it is. Like that's what he is. Yeah, that's just that's who he is. Right. And that's just what his foundation is. But I don't know if we'll ever see anybody like that again. Like that had the success in college, didn't really have the success in the NFL, and then you had people, teams not wanting him on an NFL team because of the attention he brought, but he was never bringing bad attention I to agree. the team, which is just it's just amazing, like his path through sports of now he's playing baseball flirting with you know from what i hear yeah, he's, AAA. he's, he's, he's like, flirting with the major league yeah. squad and then he's on espn talking you know, every week with first take uh, he's on college game day giving his opinion on that like that's that's a hell of a run athletically socially that's just i think a whirlwind that we'll never see again in our lifetime no, I, I can't think of anybody that does because now players are learning to walk the middle there and not be outspoken about certain things that could lose them money. Right. And he was just built with such a core base of faith that that's his only – that's all he knows right. to, at sometimes. It's like sports and God. That seems like that's all he knows at times. And he never wavered. No. And I don't think he ever will because he, it was just instilled in him so much that it's insane. Right. Yeah, which is, would be hard to do. I mean, I'm imagining he had some things thrown at him. Oh, yeah. In college and sports. I mean, people, let's face it, people wanted to take him do down. Do you want to know about that team? What, the Florida team? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, there was everything in the book thrown at him well, because Aaron of Aaron Hernandez was on that team. Aaron Hernandez, Riley Cooper, Percy Harvin. Yeah. Dude, don't even get me started on the defense. That team was had some of the coolest of cool the corniest of corniest, all being led. Like, they had drug dealers on that team. They had Cam Newton on that team. They had so many Murders. people on that team. Yes. All being led by a, a preacher. Right. It's insane. So, yeah, he's definitely had his fair share of temptation. Right. And here he is still. Yeah, has still killing everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, I root for the guy. I, mean, I do, too. Simple. I want to see him. Like, right. even if he sucks at the major, I want to see him. He came out and defended him. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I I kind of, you know, and this is maybe taking a shot at Kaepernick, but he didn't play the victim card. He went out and said, okay, I'm not going to get a job here. And he went and did something else that he was skilled at, and I was succeeding at it, succeeding at TV. And I think you just need more people like that. You know, move on to the next thing. If it ain't going to yeah. work for you in the NFL, move on. I get that, but we also – to an extent, agree and disagree that Cap still has better quarterbacking skills than. Well, some. I mean, I think yeah, I'm not denying that. Yeah, so like, I guess that's what that's probably why Kyle, Colin Kaepernick hasn't necessarily moved away from it just yet. Probably because he still feels, especially because he's still in the age of his prime, he still feels he can do more. So I guess I get that's why Cap probably hasn't faltered just yet from saying, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore." So you think you left anybody out? No, besides Tim Tebow being my honorable mention, because I clearly didn't even think about that. Yeah. Other than that, no, I think I think I got everybody I wanted to touch on. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, you could you could probably maybe throw Kobe in there. Um, Kobe's tough because Kobe did win two championships. 
in 2012, 2011, 2012. Um, so Kobe, yeah, Kobe also left left basketball. Won an Oscar. Yeah, he did win an Oscar. Immediately so. started a business that you see body armor everywhere. Right, you're drinking body armor right now. Yeah, it's wild how much success he's had after basketball too. Coming straight out of high school too, no yeah. college. So. I applaud Kobe no matter what. Any right. decade, I don't care. Yeah. He's the dude. All right. All right. Well, that's it. If you disagree, uh, sounds like a you problem. <laughs>